Thank you for joining The Secret Chord, a weekly exploration of music and spirituality. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. Hi, and welcome to the maiden voyage of my new podcast on music and spirituality. It's a pleasure to have everyone on board. The song I'd like to start with this week uh, is a very interesting one. It's called Shrike, and it's by an artist named Hosier. He's a 29-year-old Irish man. Uh, I was totally unfamiliar with him until recently. He came up in my Spotify feed, and I was immediately gripped by this particular song, and I decided this is a perfect way to start this exploration um, by something that I'm excited about, and I'm delighted to see that there is great new music being made. We're going to play it for you in just a couple of minutes, but I just wanted to give you a bit of a setup. It's an unusual title, Shrike. What does it mean? So, uh, you know, I googled it and it turns out that Shrike is an unusual kind of bird. It's a very pretty little bird. And it has uh, an unusual habit of going after its food by which it takes a particular kind of tree, this sharp thorn, and it more or less impales its prey onto the thorns of this tree. Uh, You can Google it. There are very interesting uh, images. Anyway, this is an unusual kind of bird with unusual hunting habits. And Hosier uses this imagery to compare what this bird does to a relationship that he had. And although it might not be too flattering of a portrait uh, to compare a relationship to uh, this bird that kills things by stabbing them on these trees, um, he does a beautiful job of highlighting some of the desperation and urgency that he seems to have felt in the loss of this relationship. And um, obviously, if you look at the lyrics, he, he had a lot of positive aspects to this relationship, and there was also a bunch of negative. I think that that is reflected well in the music itself, which is a combination of joyful and sad. I sent this track to a bunch of my uh, music friends who like to talk about these things. And uh, the feedback that I got was that it was powerful, that it was meaningful, and that also that it was clearly sad, but beautiful. And just to start by connecting this to a spiritual idea, there is a mystical concept that says that the human heart has two chambers in it. This is metaphoric. But one is called Chedva in the Hebrew language, and the other one is called Bechia, which means joy and crying. And I think that anybody who reflects deeply into this can feel in their own hearts that that is the condition of humanity. There are twin aspects to who we are. It's really there at all times. Some people tend more in one direction than the other. But there is a, there's a feeling in people of celebration and joyousness, and there's also a, just as equally a real feeling of despondency, confusion. And I subjectively think that great music hits both chambers 
of the hearts. And most of the music that I relate to personally is a little bit of both. Even if you think of great rock and roll, rock and roll is based in the blues. And the blues is called the blues because it causes people to be blue. It's about difficulty. So we're going to play the song. You're going to consider it for yourself. Um, I think the lyrics are fantastic, and I'm going to go into that in a second, um, as well as um, the phraseology, the qualities of the music, and the, and the lyrics. So let's take a couple of minutes and listen to this beautiful song, Shrike by Hosier. Thank you. 
So Hosier opens up this song with the following lyric. He says, I couldn't utter my love when it counted, but I'm singing like a bird about it now. I couldn't whisper when you needed it shouted. So he's acknowledging that there was uh, an aspect of this relationship and he was deficient in. There was parts of it that he clearly loved. This whole song is essentially a lament over something that's been lost. And... His comparison with the Shrike is a striking one, I think. Um, I never would have imagined someone creating that analogy, although I think it's extremely creative. But in contemplating what is he supposed to do about the fact that he doesn't have this anymore? And in fact, what are any of us supposed to do over lost relationships, whether it's a breakup or someone who's literally been lost from this world? What, what is a person supposed to do? with that unrequited love and desire for connection. So he attempts to reach for something that's beyond himself. And he says, remember me, love, when I'm reborn, like the shrike to your sharp and glorious thorn. He's appealing to a time in some distant future when literally he he and she have to reincarnate in order for them to be together, he asks her to remember him. And I think that that's a beautiful and sad idea, is that there's nothing he can do about it now, but his love is so strong and so real that he reaches beyond this world and projects into the next, hoping to be reunited with her uh, in the future. I think the highs and the lows of the song are um, evident in the music itself. He starts off with what almost sounds like a bit of an Irish jig, a little sort of ditty on the guitar. Not 100% upbeat, but uh, it's, uh, it sounds at the beginning like it could be going in a happy-ish direction. But underlying that are these very low chords uh, on the piano and beautiful sounding, the very, very low register. Then the two things together are powerful to me. Um, and again, hitting both aspects of, of the heart, the, the crying and the joy. And additionally, I love his emphatic phrasing. There is something that he does. He, he delays just slightly some of his phraseology when he sings. And what that 
does is it creates this um, this great emphasis on each one of his phrases. There's a weight to it. There's a, a heaviness. It's uh, he's compelling you to take it seriously, um, and that's part of what creates the tension and the power of this song and and this music. Um, I wanted to also just highlight a philosophical idea within music itself. Part of what I'm hoping to explore uh, in this series is the wonder of music itself and to present something of a philosophy of music. It's a big topic, and I'll probably cover it over multiple sessions. But to start with, I posit that music is a mystery, that there really is nothing in the creation of the tones of the music that has any actual significance. When a tone is struck, let's say it's a piano, a piano tone is a piece of felt hitting a a wire and vibrating the air. Well, why should it be that that vibration should cause me to feel anything? Why should I relate to it in such a powerful way? Why do we all relate to it in such a powerful way? I posit that it's not known. It's strange. Um, And some of that strangeness occurred to others. And my traveling companion for this series is a a philosopher of music named Victor Zuckerkandl. And I just want to read to you um, from a book called Sound and Symbol, where he talks about tones and highlights what I'm discussing, that tone is a very, very strange phenomenon. He asked the following question. How can tones have meaning? Words have meaning because they relate to things. Sentences because they express something about things. Pictures have meaning if they represent something. Symbols, if they betoken something, indicate something. Tones do not relate to things, do not express anything about things, represent nothing, betoken nothing, indicate nothing. What is it then that is meaningful in tones that allows us to distinguish sense from nonsense in a succession of tones? Well, I would say that's a great question um, and one that the scientific world is currently unable to answer. What I would subjectively posit is that what music actually is, is reaching beyond the physical. Yes, of course, it's employing the physical to do it, but it's reaching into what I would call a higher dimension at the risk of sounding flaky, but certainly a metaphysical one as opposed to a physical one. And that reminds me of what Hosier is, I think, trying to say, with his song, Shrike, that there's a point at which you can't do anything more with what exists in the physical world, and you have to, you're compelled to reach beyond the physical into the metaphysical to connect with that which we most desperately want and need. Last idea. I was reflecting on uh, the Game of Thrones ending and how how nuts the fan base went. how saddened they were not being able to interact and, in a sense, relate to all these beloved characters that they've gotten to know over the years. And I was thinking, how do you go about relating to something once it's already happened? And isn't it interesting that we hear a song and there's only one first time that we can ever hear a song? 
You, you heard it once the first time, it made its impression on you, and that's it. Going forward, it's just review. It's possible to mine more and more information out of the information that's there and to enjoy it repeatedly. Obviously, people with their favorite music hear it hundreds and hundreds of times and, and delight in it every single time. And that's great. But what if it was possible for people who we can no longer actively interact with, people who are lost to us for whatever reason, is it possible to mine the recording for more and more joy and pleasure? Can you recall what was and to turn it over in your mind and savor that which was in the same way that you hear a beautiful piece of music, you interact with a character in a film or a TV series, and you know exactly what's going to happen. You know the sequence of events, the sequence of chords and tones, but it doesn't matter. There's some timeless quality about it that you're able to reach into the past and connect to something that somehow still seems to exist in an active way. Maybe that's the nature of spirituality, and maybe it's the remedy for a lot of the sorrows that we experience in this world, not being able to fully connect through the physical world to some of the things that we most need in life. These are my initial reflections on this first recording for The Secret Chord. I hope to provide you with many more. I hope that we will uh, get to listen to some fantastic music and explore some of life's most pertinent ideas. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I hope you enjoyed, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you would like to find more content like this, as well as information about live programming, visit us at www hny.com that's www.aishny.com